Okay, got it. Ready? <clears throat> You're listening to Paul Elmore. Paul Elmore. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. How many of you, um, after the survey last week, had um, maybe a discussion or two amongst friends of, you know, what in the world was that all about? Not at all? Okay, yeah. It might prompt a few conversations. Very good. Um, How many of you had parents go, what in the world was that all about? Awesome, very good. I would um, encourage, encourage the parents, um, if there's other parents here, or uh, if your parents have questions, I get to give them the information that you're gonna get today, I get to give it to them, so that they get to hear exactly what you're hearing, as well as probably a little bit more. So, what I thought to, we'd do today is we're gonna take all of those surveys, and I, um, during the week, I conglomerated all that information and I want you ladies I want you to see if you can understand a little bit about yourself and about the guys who are in the room and gentlemen I want you to listen up very carefully because the ladies and the answers that they give on the survey is um, gold you're gonna learn you're gonna learn all sorts of stuff about women today that see it's a good day so far isn't it Awesome. So we're going to jump right in. Yeah, you're Because I don't have a microphone, I'm not going to try to yell. So we're going to try to keep as much. There we go. First question was, have you had the talk? Hopefully everyone knows what the talk is. The birds and the bees, the explaining the plumbing and how all that works, right? That's the talk. Here's, here's the answers. Here's what we um, ended up finding out. Boys, 72%, you've had the talk. You know what's going on. Wait, that's only 82%. Yep. If you're, if you're adding up the numbers, where's 100%? Not everyone answered the question. So of people who answered the question, 72%. Ladies. We're all really on the first question. I got a whole bunch of more slides here, and already you're kind of going, wow. This is very, very interesting to me as well. And the question, being in my line of work, and as I am anticipating talking to your parents, is why in the world is almost 50% of girls in this room right here, this isn't anyone else's data, this is you guys only, how come 50% of the girls in this room haven't had someone kind enough to say, let me just tell you about the normal everyday things of life. This is how it's supposed to work. I think our society, I think there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, but this is very important. We're going to come back to it. Almost 50% of girls are trying to figure this out. And so the question is, well, let's see what happens here. How do they figure it out? Where have you learned about sex, okay? For the guys, number one source is media. Number two is friends, and number three is parents. All right? For the ladies, we got the same answer. So real quickly, real quickly, what does the media teach us, okay? We're gonna take one minute on this. Back, oh, by the way, pastors, sorry, Phil. 
They didn't rank. They didn't rank at all. So, ranking. So I, I see where that's going. I got it. Sorry, Phil. Really slipped there. Um, back in the 50s, okay, 1950s. What what show is this? I love Lucy. This is a picture of them in their bedroom. What do you notice about the bed? Two separate beds. Did you know that this show almost got canceled because they said a word on television that almost got the show taken off the air? Do you know what that word was? Nineteen fifty-two. Because they said the word "pregnant" out loud on air, they almost got canceled. Imagine that. It's a whole new world, whole different world. Whereas, a couple years ago, who are those people? All right, so we're still, you know what that is. I did a quick little tabulation. I did some research online, and here's what I found out. Let's see, Chandler slept with 10 people over the season of the show, okay? Monica slept with 14, 14 different people. No, 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 for the series, for the series. Um, what's her name? Rachel slept with 17. We got Ross at 15. We got 14 for Phoebe. And Joy's the last, because we all know what that's going to look like. 21. Six people, you do the math, 91 different people that they slept with, just the six of them. 91. Difference between 50s and 90s. This is the media. And if this is our number one source of sex ed, shall we say, I'm wondering what we're learning. I'm wondering, well, actually, it doesn't surprise me because it's, again, my job sitting with people who have been hurt sexually, this makes perfect sense. This makes absolutely perfect sense. And so the reason that, again, I'm here having a chat with some of you is because I don't want you to be in this place like that. 91 different people. Pretty amazing. If you had questions about sex, who would you ask? Now this is very interesting to me as well. Again, this is you guys. This is your friends, everybody here. Boys, you're going to go to your parents first. How about that? 41% said parents. Then friends, then nobody. I'm not going to talk to no one. Internet, that's a great source of education. <laughs> Phil, you showed up this time. Well done. Two. Ladies, 25% is only going to ask their parents. That means three quarters aren't going to be going to parents. Again, that's interesting to me. I wonder what your parents are going to think when we have this conversation, huh? Uh, friends are 23, higher than the boys. Girls are more relational. That makes sense. That's not, that's not too surprising. No one, a quarter of the girls are going to not ask anybody. They aren't being educated. They're learning from the media, and they're not going to get any clarification. They're not going to ask anybody else or the internet again. And again, welcome back, Phil. You got one more. This is what worries me right here, that number. Because, because when you don't understand, when you're just trying to figure out things. Remember that girl last week I talked about who was expected to make dinner but was never taught how to make dinner? It was a disaster. And you have to kind of fumble your way along and you end up getting hurt and getting burned in all sorts of ways. No one. Now this was the, um, 
This is going to be kind of fun. How important is the relationship part of dating? The warm, fuzzy, emotional feelings. Oh, not sex, not physical. How important is the relationship part? Here's how this chart works. The girls' answers are on the top and the boys' answers are on the bottom. Girls, this is what you thought of the boys, okay? On a scale of one to 10, ladies, you thought that a five, okay? Relationship part is only, you know, five out of 10 as being important for the boys. Guys, that's all the credit they gave you. That's it, five. Where the boys, do you think, guys, you answered higher or lower? Seven. Not bad. The relationship, the emotional part is actually important to guys, which, guys, I'm going I'm to be on your side here for a second, being one, kind of helpful. I think we get a bum rap all the time because it is always expected that, you know, all we're thinking about is sex, 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 sex. How can I get some work? Can I get the next one? You know, all that stuff. And that's actually not true. That's actually not true. Um, we'll come to a quote here in just a second. Uh, ladies, how important is, uh, actually we're going to go guys first. Guys, how important do you think the relationship part is for the ladies? Here's what you said. Yep, yeah, 10. <laughs> it's all about the feelings. Mushy gushy, right? Ladies, what did you answer? More? There isn't more. It's 10. That's the highest we go. You guys put it at 9. Yeah, I think you might have a little bit more realistic expectation of yourself being, you know, a girl and all those things. So, but again, what is interesting to me about this, what is interesting to me about you guys is, and here's what we rarely hear, that guys, we have feelings, but who really cares, okay? <laughs> guys have feelings and we really, really want we want to be accepted, and we're going to go back to that in a little bit. 66%, this is some national studies, 66% of guys would rather have a girlfriend without sex than sex with no girlfriend. National study they did. They want to have, again, it's not all about the hit it and quit it mentality. It's, it's about, I want to be accepted, I want to be, um, well, what is the guy's primary need? And this right here. If you don't walk away with anything else except this right here, then it's been a good day for me. Because the main primary need of the guys in this room, ladies, look around at them right now, okay? Study them. This is what they want. They want to feel significant. They want to feel important. They want to feel powerful. My son, when he was about four years old, comes running into my room. My wife and I are just, you know, kicking back on the bed in the middle of the day. He comes running into the room, jumps up on the bed. He's wearing his underwear and a cape tied out of a blanket around his neck. Jumps up there, stands there, and says, Dad, aren't I awesome? <laughs> Unashamedly looking for this, I need to know that I'm significant. I need to know that I'm important. I need to know that I'm powerful, okay? Four-year-olds don't have the filter yet of, um, let's say, social norms where we're not allowed to actually admit that. But the guys, every single guy in here wants to show up and say, aren't I awesome? And they're looking for it from you ladies. Okay? You might want to get that other picture out of your head before you see them doing that, but yeah. Okay, that might have backfired. 
Yikes. Oh, and why is sex so important to guys? I had that question a lot. Why is kind of this physical compo component so important to guys? Because physically, when we can prove ourselves, when a woman says, I want you physically, we feel just, you know, we're walking on top of the world. We feel strong and big and competent. And that's, that's why we are looking for that. Tell you more about that in just a minute. So the next question is, how important is the physical part of the dating relationship? Let's play this game again. Ladies, here's what you thought of the guys. <laughs> That's it? I was surprised at two. I was expecting 11s, yeah. Um, because there's that, uh, there's that stereotype going on. Yeah. Guys, here's what you said about yourselves, though. Nine. <laughs> so apparently they're not, they don't have it. They got you pegged. They got you pegged. Guys, here's what you said about the ladies, okay? For the ladies, here's how important the um, physical relationship is. <laughs> as long as there's candlelight and some slow music on, that's all we need. <laughs> ladies, here's what you said about your, higher or lower, ladies? Higher or lower. Put it at six. Draw whatever conclusions you want. Yep. I want to break some of the stereotypes that, again, that it's all about the guys being frisky and, and, and doing all this stuff, okay? This is important to ladies as well, and it needs to be honored. It needs to be understood. It needs to be respected. But if we go back to those numbers again, if that is an important component of the relationship, but half of the ladies in the room haven't been taught how to do that in a healthy way. And of those, we're not asking any questions because we don't know. Um, I wonder how successful the ladies in the room are gonna be at navigating that part of the relationship. That would be a concern for me as a dad. That would be a concern for me. So, 53% oh, say having lots of hookups for guys makes guys more popular. But 76% don't think Yes, Lord. <laughs> Speak. But 76% don't think the same of girls. If you try to get these numbers around your head and make the math work, that means that there is a larger percent of guys trying to feel better about themselves, feeling more popular by having more hookups. But because that same value isn't, isn't shared or isn't equal to the ladies, that means that they are, and I, I'm gonna say this as kindly as possible, there are some women who are just being used over and over and over, helping these men on top, okay, build up their popularity, hookup after hookup after hookup. But if a woman has that same experience, she is not given that same positive regard, which again, it's not very fair that the, that the standards aren't equal, is it? Ah, next question. Have you seen pornography? Everyone take a deep breath. We're going to talk about porn for a minute, okay? Question. I wonder what these numbers are going to look like. Here we go. 
Gentlemen, 85%, 85% have. Again, of those who answered the question, not everyone did, but of those who answered the question, 85% was a positive, yes, I have seen this. Ladies, 56, just over half. So the question is, how come guys have more of it than the girls? These numbers are gonna be really fascinating as well. Curiosity, guys actually went looking for it. And they found 42%, that was the highest one. Accidentally, it came up somehow, they were exposed to it, or someone actually showed it to them. Someone else introduced pornography into the guy's life. Okay? Again, of those answers, not everyone answers the, the, the last question, so all the masks on people who answered the questions. Okay? Ladies, your exposure to pornography happens this way. Incredibly interesting information, isn't it? Incredibly interesting information. <laughs> Guys go looking for it. Ladies are exposed to it. The question is, is that wanted or unwanted? What are the feelings that happen within them um, when they are exposed to that kind of thing? Um, question is, why are guys drawn towards pornography so much? What does that draw? The answer, okay. Gentlemen, it is scary, it is risky to try to put yourself out there and to connect with a girl. When we have to ask them out, when we have to express that we like them, when we have to say, you are special to me and I wanna be special to you, scares the crap out of us, guys. We are terrified, terrified. And so what pornography does is, it says, here's a woman who is expressing these feelings, these emotions of saying, I want you, both in her activity and in her, the expressions on her face, all of those things. It is a guaranteed no risk opportunity for guys to have this, I feel good about myself. And so because we're afraid to risk, to put ourselves out there and potentially be turned down by the ladies in the room here, it is safer and easier to have a guaranteed um, fix, shall we say, with something that isn't real. We're, we're, I actually say the most fragile thing on the planet is a male ego. I know we're supposed to be strong, I know we're supposed to be tough, but if you were to be able to look inside of us, this little magic microscope, you'd find out just how worried the guys in this room are. And so they overcompensate or they go to guarantees like pornography. Yeah, boy, I wish we had all day to talk about some of this. That would be a very interesting day. As we talk about pornography, we're going to go into the next fairly controversial topic right now, which is you guys are getting slammed with a whole bunch because um, some of the activity that we're going to look at the numbers for this room as well as national numbers um, and what's the consequences of this. Um, uh, this is important as well.
Have your friends, not you guys, have your friends ever received a sext? A sext is a text message with a sexually graphic image or message on it. Okay? That's the definition of a sext message. Boys, 47%, almost half of you have friends who have received, just received a message like that. Ladies, you're at a third. A third of you know somebody who's received that kind of message. Have your friends, not you guys, but your friends ever sent a sext message? Guys again, 27%, just over a quarter. And ladies, about 20%. Ha you know someone who has sent these messages to somebody else. Now, personally, have you ever received the sext message? Have, have you ever personally gotten a message like that? Gentlemen, here's the numbers. 20% of you in this room have received one of those. And then the ladies, 12% personally have received those. And then have you sent them, guys? Actually had one and then passed it on to someone else. And then ladies, you're at 7%. Those are the numbers, okay? They're low, they're in the low numbers. But don't let that deceive you. I don't want you to get distracted by that at all. The national average for sending a sext, guys, you're at 18%, so you're not that far below, even if this is a Christian school, um, good families, all that stuff, you're not that far below the national average. Ladies, higher, 22% have said that they have actually sent a message. Now that's a little different than the numbers we've seen here. 51% of the ladies who sent that said, I sent this message because I felt pressure from a guy to send this message. It was used as a way um, to be fun, to be flirtatious, um, to do something for whoever. But it didn't come by choice. It came with pressure. It came with manipulation. Those kinds of things. Feelings about sexting. This is your feelings. These are back in the room here again. Gentlemen, the, very, the one with the most answers was you thought it was funny when these messages come through. <laughs> I think they're funny. And then follow with that is uncomfortable, confused, and weird. Ladies, uncomfortable, offended, and confused. Those are the feelings Again, for these ladies in this room, we're not talking about anyone outside, outside of the school here. We're not talking about national averages. We're talking about in this room right here. These are the feelings that, for those who answered the question, those are the number one answers that showed up, which tells me there's a disconnect because now the question next is, how well do you know the opposite sex? Guys, they said on a scale of one to 10, I'm seven. I know ladies, you know, more than average. I know them a lot. <laughs> girls, girls, do you think you know guys? No. <laughs> All right, you reflect. No, what are they? I'm confused. Why do they do what they do? According to the numbers, but according to the answers, gentlemen, the bad news is you might not know the ladies in the room quite as well as you think you do. <laughs> Sorry. I wish, I wish you did. I really, really wish you did. 
because a woman, a girl's primary need, what is it for the guys? <laughs> Significance, okay? Significance, that's the S word. But for ladies, your primary need is? Here we go. Any day now. Security. Women, you want to know that you are safe in a relationship. That's why you start to emotionally connect a little bit faster than, let's say, the guys do, because you want to have some level of stability within the relationship. You want to know that you're cared for, that you're important, that you're also wanted. And so you are looking for this security. Guys is significance, girls is security. I call it the two S's. I work with married couples all day long in my office. And people who've been married for 15, 20 years, I'm having to teach them this information. Because when the guys are doing things that make them feel significant, hey honey, we're going to um, pick up and move because I got a better job opportunity over here. He's doing that because the job makes him feel secure, I mean um, significant, important, he's getting a raise, all those things. But when he does that, her stable world is now kind of rocked. Oh my gosh, I gotta make friends, I gotta find a new community, I gotta do all this stuff. So her security is compromised. And when, when the two S's end up in conflict, that's when you have fights. That's when you have marriages that fall apart. That's when you have relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends, okay? That's, this is the 99% of all conflict in relationships is based around the two S's. That's all it is, the two S's. Last Friday, after spending my morning with you, my wife and I went out to lunch. And um, in the restaurant, there was a magazine, a uh, newspaper actually, and the cover of it had this on it. It says, Sext Crimes. It's an article about sexting. And the person on the front cover here, the person on this front cover, what, is, what are they wearing? Orange jumpsuit, chains around the waist, handcuffs because, because they texted their girlfriend. And now mom caught, intercepted that image, reported it, and 70 months in jail. Six years, okay? Here's, here's what I want you to hear, okay? And, and I understand how some of this works. When when sexting, when touch, when, when um, intimacy is happening between a guy and a girl, there has to have, be something that is um, essential. Without it, it's actually called abuse. To make it work, abuse is an imbalance of power. For relationships to be safe, there has to be equity. There has to be a balance in power. When there isn't a balance of power, and power can look like this, age, physical size or strength, experience or mental awareness, okay? This person is doing six years in prison because they were three years older than the person they sent the sex message to. Three years older. That is considered an imbalance of power due to age. You can have an imbalance of power due to physical size or strength. If someone is bigger, stronger, and forcing someone to do something that they don't want to do, imbalance of power, even if they're the same age. Um, experience, if you have a person who is sexually experienced 
and um, is aware of, um, has more sexual knowledge, and they are coercing or enticing somebody else to engage in that activity, and they've never engaged in that, the experience level is imbalanced. And so, so that would be considered abusive. Or mental awareness. Again, same age, all those things, but if someone is developmentally delayed, and another person, even if they're younger, shall we say, is coercing them to do things sexually or physically that they don't want to do, that is considered abusive. Um, sexting, 66% of people said, I'm doing it just to be fun or flirtatious. And guys, I get it. I totally understand. If you're sending those messages, if your friends are sending those messages, I do not think, I do not think that you are trying to be hurtful or bad. I don't think you're trying to do those things. Unfortunately, though, the world that we live in, the reality of the, of the environment that we are in, does not look at it that way. Here's how the world looks at it. Sexting is currently illegal under federal law in Oregon. It falls under the creation, distribution, and possession of child pornography and is a felony offense. This is the definitions. So, a person commits the felony of using a child in the display of sexually explicit conduct. Here's the definition. If the person employs, authorizes, or permits, permits, compels, or induces a child, anyone under 18, that's the definition of a child, 18, not 16, uh, to participate or engage in sexually explicit conduct for any person to observe or to record in a photograph, motion picture, videotape, or other visual recording. That is the state definition. Taking a picture with your cell phone camera and then sending it to someone, according to the law, is child pornography, unfortunately. And again, I understand, you're doing it to be fun, flirtatious, but that's not how the state looks at it. That's not how the law looks at it. Uh, sexually explicit conduct, what is that? Sexually explicit conduct includes actual or simulated intercourse. It wouldn't matter much to law enforcement officials in Washington County whether these two people actually had sex. It just had to look like they did in the photographs. The burden of proof isn't saying, we actually didn't do it, we were just kidding, ha, ha, ha. If the image is showing simulated, pretend, messing around, and it looks like you're having sex, according to the state law, that would be child pornography and then you are subject to all of the ramifications that come with that. Last Thursday was a very important day, the day before our first talk, December 2nd. Measure 73 took effect. That is the new law which says a mandatory minimum sentence of 25 years in prison if two images, if two images are found. One offense, one image, you aren't in 25 years, but it's kind of this um, two strike or three strike rule with drinking. This also applies to drinking. If you've been arrested for uh, drunk driving, your second one has a mandatory, mandatory 25 year um, sentence. It also applies to images. So if you have one image on one day, messing around, having fun, and then two days later, you do another one, that is two images, and according to the state law, currently, right now, the minimum sentence they can give you 
25 years. I know, I know that we all like to have fun. I get it. And I understand that the world isn't I Love Lucy. It isn't the 50s with separate beds. But the ramifications for having fun, for playing around, and the numbers that we saw for this room here are not a whole lot different than the, than the numbers out there. So the potential for being hurt, for being in trouble, is high enough that um, high enough that they've asked me to come in and just give you some facts here so you can make up your own decisions. Again, you are all adolescents. You're coming into adulthood. You're able to make these decisions for yourself. I don't think you need to have some guy come in and say, hold your hand and say, now please do the right thing, okay? I'm not gonna do that with you. You decide. This is, this is the information. This is the information. <sighs> Couple things real fast. Ladies in the room, guys, don't listen for a minute, okay? Ladies in the room. For some reason, people aren't talking to you. I don't exactly know why, but it isn't right. You need to hear the information in good, safe ways so that you can understand how valuable and precious you are. My daughter, my daughter's 16. She's a sophomore in high school as well. When she was about this high, I recognized I was gonna have a problem because my daughter's beautiful. I love my daughter very much. And I knew that as soon as she um, gets older, I'm gonna have a whole bunch of guys knocking on my door asking my daughter out. In fact, I used to tell her, kiddo, you're, this is such a problem, I'm gonna have to beat all the guys off with a stick who are coming around. So. About four years ago, my daughter and I went up into the National Forest up on Mount Hood, and we walked around for a couple hours gathering sticks. Isn't that weird? Gathering sticks. And we were looking for the right one. We looked at big ones and small ones and long ones and short ones, and eventually we found this really good tree branch. It had been weathered in the zigzag river over and over and over again for years. It was well-worn. It was strong. Took it back. I cut it to size. I sealed it so that it is um, not going to decay, put a rope through it, and I uh, put a special hook that hangs right next to our front door. <laughs> and it hangs there. And it's hung there for the last four years. Because what this stick represents is it is my job as a father to protect my daughter's heart. She is valuable and important and precious to me. And I'm not going to just let any guy come in and take my daughter unless he understands how valuable, how valuable she is. This is a sign that it's my job to protect her heart. And I take it very, very seriously. And I know at one day, this is a limited time gig because someday when she finds the right guy and she says, dad, he's the one. I'm going to marry him. That when she walks down the aisle, I'm walking with her, and I'm taking this stick with me. <laughs> because when I get to the front of that aisle, it's no longer my job to protect her heart, her husband's job. And I absolutely want him to understand the importance of that job. And so 
I don't get to keep the stick forever. It gets handed off to him, and I want him to guard her heart and protect it well. Ladies, I have 30 or so clients that I see each week. 15 of them I counted last night. 15 of the women that I see every week have been hurt sexually before they were 18, high school or younger. The reality is, the reality is that some of the things which are fun and playful later on in life end up costing a lot. And so that I, I know, I know for a fact that some of you in this room right now have already experienced some level of hurt in that way. And I don't want you to sit alone in it. I don't want you to be the 25% who's not talking to anybody. I, that doesn't work well. Take my word for it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information, please visit paulelmore.com.